Welcome to the Compelling Words Podcast. The Word of God is meant to move us. It's meant to call us to action. Listen in as Kevin Purdy teaches and presents a genuine and compelling message from the Word of God. Well, we have a a few school teachers in our congregation, and so I'll tell a story. Uh, There was a teacher one day who had a very exhausting day. Uh, She had first graders, and her first grade kids had this packed day full of special activities and a lot of work to do, and finally the end of the school day was in sight. All she had to do was help these kids get ready to get picked up by the school bus or picked up by their parents, get them out the door, and then she could wrap up a few things and she could get out of there and get headed home. That's all she had to do. But one little boy needed help with his snow boots. So she got down the floor and she started wrestling them on to get onto his feet, and it, it took more than she anticipated. She pushed and she pushed and finally maneuvered them onto his feet, but the little boy just grunted and grimaced, and he said, you put them on the wrong feet. And she looked down, and sure enough, she did. So she yanked them off, she switched, and she started again, and Once again, she pushed and twisted and pushed and got the boots on, but the boy still said, these aren't my boots. She looked at him and she blew the bangs out of her eyes. Why didn't you tell me that? So she pulled the boots back off and the little boy said, they're my brother's boots. My mom made me wear them today. (laughs) So... She let out a sigh and yet once again began wrestling the boots back onto his feet. And then finally, after she got them back on, she helped the boy to his feet and she said, now where are your gloves? He said, I stuffed them in the toes of my boots. (laughs) You've probably heard that well-known phrase, patience is a virtue. Patience is that ability to wait for something with a calm attitude. And a virtue means it's something that's highly regarded. It's a moral quality. So patience is a virtue means that having patience is a good, moral, and admirable thing. And No one really knows where the origin of that famous saying comes from. But no one really questions if it's true. Most people believe that having patience is good. Uh, Thomas A. Kempis said, All men commend patience, although few be willing to practice it. Uh, the, The Bible doesn't specifically say that patience is a virtue, But the Bible certainly supports that same principle. Because the Word of God tells us that patience is a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 25 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. 
The fruit of the Spirit, we've been talking about them for a few weeks now. The fruit of the Spirit are very specific character qualities that define the actions and the attitudes of people who are in Christ. People who are being transformed by the Holy Spirit. And patience is one of those qualities. Now, I don't know about you, but I think patience is easy. I think patience is easy. It's easy to be patient when everything's going my way. It is easy to be patient when people stay out of my way. It is easy to be patient when I don't have to wait on anyone or anything. It's just a real shame that life is not like that, isn't it? I mean, wouldn't that make life so much better? Sometimes things don't go my way. And sometimes people get in my way. Sometimes I'm forced to wait. And okay, I'll admit, that's when patience is not easy. That's when patience is not easy. The New Testament uses two different Greek words for the word patience that we translate in English. It uses two words. The first word is hupomene. And it means remaining under. It's a committed or a determined word. It's like remaining under a burden. Or you could say it's like holding, holding steadfast. It's staying strong and staying steady when things are getting shaken up. That's what that word means. The other word, the word makrothumaya, I can't say it, but I just tried. It's a compound word, and it combines the word long with the word passion or the word temper. It's a word that means long-tempered. That's what that word means. And that's the word that's used in Galatians with the fruit of the Spirit. That's the word that we translate to patient. The The ESV, the English Standard Version, translates it to the word patience. The New International Version translates it to the word forbearance. And the King James Version translates it to the word long-suffering. It might help to think about it from the other side. Think about it from the other side. We probably know all too well what it means to be short-tempered. We probably know what that means, to be short-tempered. A short-tempered person gets angry and upset very, very quickly. A short-tempered person has a fast and explosive reaction. By the way, do you know what you call it when a snowman loses his temper? A meltdown. That was free of charge. But we know, we know what it looks like to have a short temper. That is that quick, sudden, fast reaction. That's what a short temper is. The patience that the Holy Spirit develops in the life of a Christian leans the other direction. A patient person stays calm much, much longer. A patient person is slow and cautious and very intentional in how they react. 
But don't, don't misunderstand, though. Don't think that because it's calm and it takes time and it's intentional, don't think that it's a passive thing. It's, it's not necessarily gentle, meek, and mild. Both of those words that the New Testament uses for the word patience are words that have strength with them. They are words of action. They are words that are describing a strength in your character, a strength that enables someone to both endure and to have self-control. Those are strong, active words. Proverbs 14, verse 29 says, Patient people have great understanding, but people with quick tempers show their foolishness. We've probably seen that. We've probably been witness to that. It is, it is a weakness to be short-tempered. It's a greater strength to be able to remain calm and patient. And once again, that is why I am so glad that patience, patience like that, doesn't depend on my strength alone. I'm glad that when I continue to walk in faith, seeking to know God more and more, I'm glad His Spirit continues to work in me, shaping me into who He's called me to be. And as that Holy Spirit produces patience in our lives, we end up becoming more and more like Christ. We are called to live a reflection of who God is. And God is very patient. Over and over again in the pages of the Old Testament, we read about how the Israelites, who were the chosen people of God, we read about how they would wander from Him. They would turn away from God, and they would rebel, and they would disobey. And then over and over again... God would forgive them, he would restore them, and he would keep on loving them. Back when God's people were led out of slavery, they saw Moses, they saw Moses confront Pharaoh with these miraculous signs from God. They saw the mysterious and these brutal plagues upon the Egyptian people. They were led by day with a cloud and by night by this great pillar of fire. They saw the power of God when he split the Red Sea open and they walked across on dry ground. They stood at the base of a mountain that was wrapped in smoke and lightning as it thundered and trembled with the presence of God. They pledged their loyalty to God and they sealed it with a covenant of blood. And then, after all of that, they become what? They become impatient. They become impatient, and what did they do? They gathered up all their gold, and they, they melted it down, and they shaped it into the form of a cow, and they called it God, and they worshipped it. What would you do if you were God in that situation? What would you do with such ungrateful rebellion? God did deliver some justice, and it was strong and it was deliberate, but it was also appropriate and it was also restrained. 
God did not destroy them. He did not reject them. He did not abandon them. But he spoke to them. And this is what he said in Exodus 34, verse 6. He says, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Through all of that, God speaks to them and he reminds them of who he is. Merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. God is patient. And that gives me so much hope. It gives me such peace and it gives me such reassurance because I know that I can be a little slow to get things right. I could be a little hard-headed and a little stubborn at times. And I have walked a winding path in my relationship with God. So I am very grateful for his patience with me. And now his patience with me is meant to lead me to patience. But that doesn't usually happen all at once. Uh, Patience is a fruit of the Spirit, but it's a fruit that needs to be cultivated. Patience isn't easy because waiting is hard. In our culture, if you look around, it is very, very clear, very obvious to see that our culture has been conditioned towards being impatient. People want the marriage experience even before the marriage. People want what they cannot yet afford, so they get a loan. Why wait if you can get it now and pay for it later? And we expect things to be convenient, and we want it quick. We want it right, right now. We want fast food at a drive-thru or in the microwave. I don't cook that often. I am the self-proclaimed Saturday morning chef. Um, I will make eggs and pancakes, sometimes French toast. That's about the most cooking I ever do. I don't cook that often. A couple years ago, though, my mom gave us this thing called an Instant Pot. Now, she got an off-brand version, so it's actually called a Cook's Fast Pot. Um, But that's what it does. It cooks fast. And I will cook with that. I like that because I could take my frozen chicken breasts and I could drop them into the instant pot with a cup of chicken broth and turn it on and it cooks up right away. I don't have to wait for them to thaw. I like that. We don't like to wait. We don't like to wait in lines. We don't like to wait in traffic. We don't like to wait on the phone. Remember waiting for dial-up internet? That was not fun, was it? (laughs) We are conditioned towards being impatient. And I also think, I also somewhat think that impatience is just a part of our sinful nature. Waiting is hard. And it might feel like a waste of time, but really it is something that's very good for us. Waiting forces us to slow down. It helps us to learn to trust in God's timing. 
When we wait with patience, we give up our need for control. It makes us evaluate our priorities. And when we wait, we rest in the peace that God is over everything. Like I mentioned earlier, I certainly don't always get things right. And sometimes, way too often, I wrestle with impatience. But a while back, one afternoon, I was at the license branch. And the license branch, you know, is notorious for waiting. It's not too bad around here sometimes, but I was at the license branch, and it was busy. There was a long line. It was moving slow. And I could feel my impatience starting to build. But then I think God's spirit moved. And I decided rather than get upset, I could use that time to pray. So I waited, and in my thoughts, I prayed for everyone else in line. I prayed that they would get out of my way. <laughs> no, I'm just, just kidding. I prayed for them to be blessed. I prayed for them to have something unexpected and good happen for them. I prayed for them to come to know the Lord for the first time or to know him and love him even more. I prayed that they would acknowledge their sin and they would recognize it and repent from it. I prayed for good relationships in their lives. If I noticed any need, I would pray for them physically. And I also prayed for them for their mental wellness and joy in their lives. And guess what? Waiting didn't seem to take as long when I was doing that. Maybe we could stop, maybe we could stop and consider those waiting moments as opportunities. And in those moments, in those opportunities, God will be working in us. Colossians 1 verse 11 tells us that God will strengthen us with all power for all endurance and patience. God is, is not just working in us to help us overcome our impatience with just little inconsequential things that irritate us or annoy us. Sometimes we're waiting for something much, much more. Sometimes we're waiting for, for something in life just to get better. Sometimes we're waiting to get through something that is really hard. Well, with God's strength, we can even be patient in our struggles and in our trials. James chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. The word that James uses here that gets translated to steadfastness, that's the same word that's used for patience in Galatians. Our struggles, our struggles often put faith to the test. And that testing of our faith produces patience. When we stand firm, when we stand firm in the storm, when we endure, we become strong in our faith. And when, when we get stuck in that waiting room, both in a literal and a figurative sense, 
when we get stuck in that waiting room, that's a good place for God to work. It's a good place for him to help us become stronger and more mature. It's possible that we are waiting so that God can do something even better on the other side. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe we're waiting so that God can do something even better on the other side. And it's possible that if we push our way around the waiting, we might miss out on the blessing. Have you ever heard about the man who invented Jell-O? Back in the 1800s, there was a man named Peter Waite. He was a construction worker who was also interested in medicine patents. So he would purchase these medicine patents, and then he would make his own homemade medicines and then sell them door to door. That doesn't sound sketchy at all, does it? (laughs) One patent that he bought was for an edible gelatin. And he came up with the idea to add fruit flavors to the granulated gelatin powder. And then his wife named it Jell-O. But for Peter Waite, it was just one more product to peddle. And unfortunately, sales didn't go as fast as he had hoped. So he sold all the rights to a man named Orator Woodward for $450. Woodward knew the bargain that he got from Peter Waite. He knew how to market, and he was patient. And in just eight years, he had a million-dollar company. Peter Waite, him nor any of his relatives, ever saw a single penny from the millions of jello boxes that get sold each and every day. And it's all because Waite couldn't wait. You know, the Holy Spirit helps us to wait. And there is a promised blessing for those who are patient. Psalm 27, verse 14 says, Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Isaiah 40, verse 28 through 31. Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Waiting in the Lord means that we're trusting in the Lord. It means we're resting in faith, in the faith that God is in control. And having that patience, having that trust, gives room for God to work in our life. It's an act of surrender. We lay aside our schedule and our plans, and we learn to let God lead. And then there's another very unique blessing as well. Our patience can be a powerful testimony. It can be a witness showing those around us who God is. Psalm 40, verse 1 through 3 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. 
He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God, and many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. This world is not a patient place. Everything moves at a very self-centered, fast pace. So when someone lives different and has this obvious peace and patience in their life, it creates an interest and an attraction that could possibly lead them to Christ. Once again, when we consider that God is patient, it's noteworthy to look at why God is patient. In 2 Peter 3, verse 8, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but it's patience towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. God's patience is motivated by his love. He's patient because he's waiting for people to repent. So maybe, just maybe, If we are patient with the people around us, maybe that will give them the time to make things right. Waiting is not a bad thing. Waiting is an opportunity. It's a place where we're blessed. And it's where we can learn to trust God even more. It's a place where our faith can grow. And we can become the person that God has called us to be. Thanks for listening. Please take a moment to rate this podcast. May the Word of God be living and active in your life.